Hello, and welcome to Pro Construction Guide series of ProCasts. This episode will provide you with expert advice about two of the biggest legal issues impacting pros. I'm John Gordon. And I'm David Doble. And thanks for joining us. Pro Construction Guide magazine regularly brings you a new ProCast built exclusively for you, the professional contractor. It's the only podcast for pros, hosted by pros, with successful contractors as guests. You can listen to any of our ProCasts anytime at ProConstructionGuide.com or on iTunes. The new February-March issue of Pro Construction Guide is now at the Pro Desk in every Home Depot store in the country. So if you haven't uh, seen it, check it out. If you can't find the issue, ask an associate at the Pro Desk. David, there's a ton of really insightful articles in this issue, like pros and cons of coping or mitering inside crown, uh, a close look at the features and benefits of DeWalt's new framing nailer, how to paint a vaulted ceiling. There's a great article uh, on tips and tricks to rough in plumbing. The other thing we'd like to remind you each time is to stick around at the very end of the ProCast because David and I go into our spare parts box, and this week we're going to pull out a little vacuum trick. So uh, stay tuned, and we'll talk about that. Now, let's get on with the show. In this episode, we're going to be talking with an attorney whose law firm specializes in working with remodelers and with builders. Our guest today is D.S. Berenson, who was also a guest all the way back in Podcast 41. That was about a year and a half ago. And he was talking about hot legal issues back then. Welcome back to the ProCast, D.S. And can you give us, uh, who folks who may not have listened earlier, just a 30-second bio on D.S. Berenson? Sure, John. My pleasure. Nice to be with you guys again. Thanks. Well, to be brief, um, Berenson LLP is a national law firm. We're dedicated to the representation of the remodeling industry. So we limit our clients to contractors, manufacturers, lenders in the home improvement field. Um, we're at homeimprovementlaw.com. We've been doing this for about 25 years now. Uh, awesome. We've also written a number of books on financing in the industry, but uh, shockingly, they never made the New York Times bestseller list. So if you <laughs> You're kidding me. For, yeah, I know. It's stunning, isn't it? Well, so what do you next, want? Next year, if you're looking for some nice holiday gifts, you just give me a call. <laughs> we'll set you up. <laughs> That's all right, then. <laughs> so forget the finance for a second, D.S. What's the top legal stuff uh, that you're going to be talking about today? Well, the two, the two big issues in 2017, based on what we've been seeing for the past six or seven months, seem primarily to be contract compliance issues and, surprisingly, telemarketing. Huh. Okay. So let's start because this is, we have awesome technicians, our experience, awesome technicians, but sometimes these nuances, the legal stuff, the marketing stuff, um, those are the pieces that get us in trouble. So let's start with contracts. What should our yeah, pro and, listeners be aware of in, in that regard, uh, DS? Yeah. And you make a good point. Um, it seems obvious, but it's a lot like selling. Sometimes you just want to go back to the basics to make sure that you you have your future set up. And in our industry, we tend to be um, a little incestuous with our consumer-facing documents. So we hear a lot of times that, you know, oh, I've been using this contract for 20 years. I've never had a problem. Or this is the AIA contract that everybody uses. Mm -hmm. um, oftentimes, guys take the contract where, you know, they started out from. And they kind of, the sanction, they rip it off and they use it for themselves. And the problem is that all of our money is basically based on our consumer-facing documents. And that's really the most important area in the business. And uh, when you have a missing disclosure, you have some bad language, you get nailed by the attorney general or the class action lawyers, uh, you can be looking at some ruinous problems. It's not like the old days. You know, now we have lead paint and telemarketing and 
federal laws and, and the 30 states. And you can open up a Pandora's box if you've got bad paperwork. So what are some basic things that, that our pro listeners should know or be thinking about with respect to contracts? Sure. Well, for those of us out there that are doing the sales in the home, sort of the more traditional home improvement guys, mm-hmm. hopefully we all know that you need to have a right to cancel. And that requires specific language on your contract and a separate right of rescission. And there are some states where if you're selling any sort of remodeling or design or home improvement work, you need to have that, whether you're closing in the home or not. New York, Mm -hmm. Connecticut, Jersey, Pennsylvania, there are a couple other states. So even if you're closing in a showroom, for example, or at an event, you've got to be providing that rescission notice. And then it varies as well from other states. So if you're in, like, California or Rhode Island or Florida, there's different language that you need to have in your contract regarding the rescission. And then you you need to make sure that no matter where you are, each customer is getting two copies of the rescission form. And so if you've got a husband and wife, that's four copies that you have to be leaving. If you've got life partners, that's four copies that you have to be living uh, wow. leaving. So wow. if, if I didn't know that. Handling, yeah. Yeah, if you don't have the right language, it's state-specific with federal law compliance, or you're not giving out enough copies, you're opening yourself up. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. But I guess you got to have it, right? Got to do it, And And I guess we should probably just elaborate on that. And we talk about rescission, and we're talking about not the contractor's part that says, I can, I can uh, remove I this coming. in 30 days uh, if you don't accept this. We're talking about the customer has 72 hours or whatever to back out. Is yeah, that- if, you, if you close, if you take money, I guess, right, Diaz? Yeah. Okay. okay. All right, got it. Just, just for yeah, the listeners. Any, any sale in the home that's more than $25 of goods or services, you're supposed to be providing the three business day rescission. But like I said, Different states, different language. Uh, some states, you've got to provide it for any sale. And, and then you've got to worry about whether Saturday is business day. I mean, it is in some states, and it's not in other states. So you have to be able to calculate the three, the three business days properly. Wow. Well, I think in California, you have to give it for three generations. <laughs> that's, that's correct. Yeah, the people's. The People's Republic of California. <laughs> we're going to have to edit this. No, we're not. We're, let's keep going. I'm sorry, David. I my, jumped on my you. My architect always says the same thing. So, All right. So, hey, so what happens if, if your contract is not legal and your state's attorney general comes after you? Well, it's a bit of a smorgasbord, unfortunately. Um, in the more aggressive states, they'll try to bang you on every deal you've written on that paperwork for the statute of limitations, which can be four years, eight years. So you can be looking, if you get an aggressive attorney general, you know, at $100 a contract, $200 a contract for every contract you've written on that paperwork. Wow. So it could get get pretty expensive pretty quick. Well, it could get you right out of business is what it could get you. Right. Yeah, it's a a problem. You know, a lot of the, uh, I don't want to get political, a lot of the district attorneys, a lot of the attorney generals, they're looking for more of a sex appeal type of case. Right. So even though you may not have any customer complaints of any, of, of any real concern, if they see the contract is in violation of state law and they want to get on the 7 o'clock news because they want to run for governor or senator next year or something, you know, you're the, you're the hot topic, and they sure. always want to talk yeah. about the evil home improvement job. Sure. Look what I just did for you, folks. Yeah, so, David, you just want to make sure that everybody knows what the election years are in their state and municipality <laughs> and just That's tighten right. up. Tighten up. You got it. All right, we're All going. Right. We're going way enough, too deep. Enough of the political comment. <laughs> All right, so hey, so where can a, where can a pro like me 
get his hands on a, a contract or the or or what's legal in the state, and uh, and and so I don't have to pay a fortune. That's actually a tough one. I know a lot of the guys out there use the AIA contracts, the uh, the Architect uh, Institute contracts. Those I'm I'm really not a big fan of. I think they're very not consumer friendly. Uh, they're not legally compliant, uh, oh. so we don't like those at all. There are some attorneys you can go to them. If they understand our industry, they may be able to draft you up something good. There's an organization that we started a while ago with some other folks called uh, NAPAC, the uh, National Association of Professionally Accredited Contractors. Uh, you can Google them up, and uh, they have contracts in all 50 states that are plain English. Um, other than that, it's, it's tough. We did a review for NAPAC a while ago. I think we reviewed 103 contracts that people sent in for no charge. And 99 of them were in violation of state or federal law. Wow. But it, it, it's tough finding stuff that's good. Um, like I said, a lot of people rip off their competitors or they're using something that they saw on the street. And it's difficult. Even, even good law firms sometimes don't understand how extensive this industry can get. Um, because you, you don't just want federal and state compliance. You want business protections. You want it to be plain English so the sales rep doesn't screw it up in the home and the customer isn't threatened by extensive legal language you know the document's important the customer facing document is important yeah that makes well that's the reason we like having you who focus specifically on our industry right so that makes good sense what's hey, hey we're real quick let me put this in here because we talked about napac n-a-p-a-c dot net okay right i just wanted to put that in there good point thank you for that sir all right so like on contracts one last bit of advice before we move to the next topic ds I'd say just make make sure that before your paperwork hits the street, it's compliant. Check your contracts every year or two. Things change. You know, uh, Maryland is a perfect example. Last June, they changed their rescission period, and they made it five days or seven days, depending on the age of the customer, wow. which is something that we've seen up in the Dakotas. And right now, if I had to guess, without being glib, I'd tell you at least 80%, maybe, maybe 85% of the contractors doing business in Maryland are using illegal rescissions. And if they get caught, they're going to have a huge problem. Okay. Wow. Glad I'm not in Maryland. Well, somewhere. All right. Before we continue our conversation with DS, here's a message from our sponsor. The new ProMasonry Guide is a proud sponsor of this procast. If you're a residential or commercial mason, tender or often do brick and stone work, then the ProMasonry Guide is for you. The website, email newsletters, and magazine focus on best practices on the job site, alerts about new tools, and about new products for the masonry industry. They're keeping you current on building codes and the development and education of new masons. Go to promasonryguide.com and check out the informative articles and sign up for a free subscription to the magazine and email newsletters. If you subscribe before April 1st, your name will be entered in a drawing for a $500 Visa gift card. Who couldn't use an extra $500? So check out ProMasonryGuide.com today to subscribe. All right, DS, so tell us about the legal issues surrounding telemarketing and why pros should care about that. And then and maybe maybe just give us a sense of what you when – you, when we say telemarketing, what are we saying? Because there's a couple things that that could be, right? Oh, absolutely, John. And i got to admit, this is without a doubt dry as toast. So you got to cut me – I will help you with that. Cut me off if I'm rambling. But we'll butter it up. This is, this is definitely the number one liability issue in the industry for 2017. And when we say telemarketing, 
for our industry, basically we mean any telephone call or text where there's an effort to set up a possible sale. So we're not talking about selling over the phone. We're talking about setting up an in-home appointment, a design consultation, following up on an inbound lead. All that's going to be considered um, telemarketing. Okay, so clarify. Just so, because this is interesting. It's, it, it's not dry as toast because what you just said, if I understood it right, if somebody sends us a lead and we follow up on it, that's telemarketing. Absolutely. Okay, so laws control that. Laws control that. And most of our guys, I think, know that back in the early, you know, over a decade ago, we got regulated by do not call registries right. and, and your outbound scripts have to have certain language in them and, and all of that. But what happened is back in 2013, just three years ago, um, the laws changed. And it appears that no one noticed that but the 1-800-SUE lawyers. And so there's, there's like a new sheriff in town that came in in 2013 regarding uh, pulling out the cell phones. And that's what's changed the landscape. We've got eight class actions we're handling right now around the country, and a lot of attorney general investigations, um, so telemarketing has come to the forefront of our liability issues once again. Hmm. All right. Well, that's it's 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 it may be dry, but boy, it does have teeth. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a dry bite. Yeah. Dry bite. That's right. Hey, uh, could you give us an example of telemarketing that got a company in trouble? Sure. In, in the old days, one of the classic examples, which isn't really industry related, was Craftmatic beds. If uh, most of us have heard of Craftmatic beds, so Craftmatic ran a sweepstakes where you checked off and said, "Yeah, I'm interested in winning a Craftmatic bed." But the problem there was that checking off that you're interested in winning a Craftmatic bed is not the same thing as saying you're interested in Craftmatic beds. Is so it when like Craftmatic, one? Yeah, right. Ugh. So when Craft, Craftmatic went ahead and telemarketed all the sweepstakes entries. Uh, all, those were all illegal calls, or a lot of them were, and they got hit for about $7 million. Wow. Um, most recently, just a couple weeks ago, uh, Power Home Remodeling up in uh, Pennsylvania uh, paid $5 million in a class action settlement uh, on their telemarketing class action. That was because of the changes that came in on, on 2013 regarding calling out the cell phones. Wow. Okay. So... What, is there, I mean, there's got to be some, like, time parameters around what you can and can't do, are there? There, there are time parameters, yeah. Um, now, it, under the original law, as a lot of your listeners will know, you basically had to either scrub your telephone numbers against either the state or federal registry to make sure it wasn't on the do not call. But, of course, today everybody's on the do not call. Or you had to have what we called an EBR an established business relationship, and that was either three months, okay, if the person had expressed an interest in your goods and services, that's where Craftmatic got screwed up, or it was 18 months if the person had bought from you, and you, okay. then you had 18 months to telemarket them from the date they bought from you. And that, that was the old law, and that's all still true. That was about the do not call. But the new rule uh, and you can run a three-hour seminar on this, and we do. But the new rule is basically from 2013 that says, look, if you use a pre-recorded message, what some of us call robo-messages, mm-hmm. or you're using an automatic telephone dialing system, 
and you end up calling the cell phone, you need a special disclosure from the consumer before you make that call. And here's the problem. Obviously, if, if any of us are using pre-recorded messages, you know that. Are you calling the cell phone? Absolutely, because the General Accounting Office tells us that about 33% of homeowners only use cell phones. They don't even use landlines anymore. Right. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe you guys are like that. You only have a cell phone possibly in your home. So the last question then is, um, we know you're calling cell phones. If you're using a pre-recorded message, you're hit. Or if you're not, are you using an automatic telephone dialing system? And the law was written so badly. We're not talking about predictive dialers. The law was written so badly that your iPhone is an automatic telephone dialing system. So unless you're hand dialing your leads, you're essentially going to get pulled under this 2013 law because you're going to end up calling cell phones from an automatic telephone dialing system. Again, All right, David. you can argue that you're, that you're hand dialing. Okay, David, here's the deal. Before you ask your next question, I just want for our toolbox, I want to put in our toolbox a rotary phone, a di- an old rotary phone, <laughs> and that's going to be our secret weapon. Yeah. What yeah, do you mean? I still, I, still, <laughs> I still have one. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right. It's your, I'm sorry. I, I cut you off, David. No, no, no. It's fine. It's, and I like it. I'm scared now. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Can you give us an example of how this, this issue is impacting remodelers? Yeah, absolutely. You need a very special disclosure if you're going to be calling leads coming in from your home shows, from your sweepstakes entries, from your Internet, uh, wherever your leads are coming in. If you're going to contact them, and we're assuming, again, that you're calling a cell phone and that you're not hand-dialing, then you're at risk here. And I'll give you a, a great one. We have a class action we're handling right now up in New Jersey for um, involving a big-box retailer. Uh, and a contractor. Customer goes in. They take the water test bottle from the end cap, and they go home, and they fill out the card, and they put their water in the bottle, and they say, yes, please test my water, and here's my phone number. Please call me with the test results. Hmm. We call them with the test results, and we get sued in the class action. Why? Because we called their cell phone number, because that's the number they listed. So, even though they knew they were going to get called, and even though they said, yes, I want to get called, I want the results of my water test, the fact is we ended up calling their cell phone using an automatic dialing system, and that violates the 2013 changes in telemarketing law, and we're in a class action. Dear Lord. (laughs) I just want to poke my eyes out. All right. if, If I may, you want to be careful. Because a lot of us are buying leads from Internet lead sites and lead conglomeration sites. Uh And if those sites are not set up correctly, and most of them are not, not even the big national ones that everybody uses, the leads you're getting, you're not supposed to be calling. And you're going to be liable for that. And so uh, this this is a serious liability problem. Nobody seems to be aware of it. Wow, so you got an airtight contract, and now you get whacked on the other end. Man. So, look, you just laid a ton of stuff out here. I know you said it's dry. Actually, not dry at all. Uh, riveting, truthfully, but but a lot to it. DS, like, can you give us maybe, i like to, 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 to kind of summarize these with three points, maybe, that say um, this is what you should be taking away from this procast. Yeah, and I apologize. I'm not a, a fear monger, but, you know, we're the guys on the courthouse no. steps that, are, that defend all this nonsense. So I, I'd have to say that, sadly, 
it's no longer the unwritten rule that if you do a good job and treat the customer fairly, you don't have to worry about anything. You know, it's not 1975 any longer. We have a target on our back in the industry. Legal is in everything. Uh, advertising, lead generation, lead paint, 1099 labor, contracts, you name it. I can put my fingers into it because of where the industry has gone over the past 30 years. So spend all the money you want on lead generation. I'm a big fan of that. But if you want to keep the money you make, our suggestion at our firm is you have to build a brick wall around your operations. There are a lot of folks out there that would be very happy to take a piece of your pie. Mm-hmm. And I think last time we spoke, I gave you our firm motto, which is, you want to remember, it's much easier to stay out of trouble than it is to get out of trouble. Right. That's what's important. Okay. All right. Um, DS, look, your time and your expertise is most appreciated, especially, you know, given that this is like the second round for, uh, for us uh, together. And, and it's as good as the first one, if not better. So we genuinely appreciate it. Folks, if you want to learn a little bit more about DS Company uh, and, and the legal services that they provide specifically for our industry, for pros in our industry, you can visit BerensonLLP.com. So that's B-E-R-E-N-S-O-N-L-L-P.com. And, um, and great information there. Uh, DS, hang tight for a second because uh, David and I are going to take a dive it's time for us to go into this John and Dave spare parts box and see what kind of information or insights are lurking there. And we said at the top of the uh, procast we were going to talk a little bit about uh, vacuums and cleaning. David, what do you got? Hey, I just I wanted to mention this, and I, I, I couldn't remember if we did this already, so if we did, forgive us, but it's still worth saying again. Um, your, your normal shop vac that you have, we all use the cartridges, cartridge filters in them uh, for picking up dust. And one of the things that I've learned, and it's, it's worth the extra little bit of money, I think it's like 12 bucks for these bags. I think you get two of them. But it's a filter bag that you install in your vacuum. Now, it has to be a side uh, uh, suction vacuum cleaner, but you put this bag inside. It's, it's, it's a liner, essentially, and in conjunction with your, your cartridge filter, I'm telling you, man, there'll be no dust. You're going to have happier customers if you do it. It's, it's, it's worth it to have them, especially if you're working with the fines, like uh, the fine dust, like drywall, concrete dust, anything like that. Man, if you can keep it, if you can keep the area clean, keep the house cleaner, it's worth it. So, so check those out at uh, Home Depot has them. I know, and, and for my vacuum, they're like twelve or thirteen dollars uh, for two bags. So, worth every penny to have a happy customer and no dust. Yeah. Or in my case, a happy spouse, because like, she's like, you know, that's gonna make dust. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good deal. All right. So, if you like what you heard today, like us on iTunes and tell a friend about the Procast on iTunes and at ProConstructionGuide.com. Hey, if you haven't gotten your copy of the latest Pro Construction Guide magazine, visit the Home Depot closest to you. They'll have copies at the Pro Desk or go to ProConstructionGuide.com to read the digital issue. If you've got any feedback for us, give us a call at 866-647-2346. Leave a message. We really do want to hear your thoughts. We'll see you on our next episode of Pro Construction Guide magazine's ProCast Podcasts. We hope you'll make us a valuable tool in your toolbox.